Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alright guys, last Christmas we came to you with the 12 snugs of Christmas but here we are lining up for Christmas this year in Grady's Yard, we're surrounded by pints, we're surrounded by chocolate treats and we have a fucking treat of an episode here for you tonight. Me, DJ Walsh, hosting. I'm joined on my right-hand side by my right-hand man, Owen Tab. I'm joined on my left-hand side by my oh, left-hand man, Ollie Sharp. Boys, how are you getting on? I'm great. It's a, it's a wonderful time of year to be pointing with you. It's, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year to be pointing. It is the most wonderful time of the year. I think that we need to think up of like new titles for ourselves. Like, you know, instead of like co-host or you know we need to have like, uh, like job description yeah new, yeah new new job descriptions like um so you could be like sen- senior stout advisor oh that'd be good uh, ollie you could be um you could be craft consultant craft consultant i'll write that yeah like you that. do um you do a lot of editing of the podcast, so you could be the producer and seducer. <laughs> I don't do much seducing in the rest of my life, so I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. You give a false impression of uh, skills that I don't actually have. Uh, so we're, we're here in Grady's Yard, and what we've actually done is, um, I've been to Aldi on the way in, and I've got us a box of miniature heroes. A box of celebrations and a box of roses and they didn't have quality street uh boys we were talking about this quality street is shite enough but they have a new quality street at the moment i was hoping i was hoping to, to get your opinion on but i'll have to wait for another day maybe next week um and what we're going to do is one a few points going to have a chat as usual 
and uh, we're going to eat a few chocolates in between and talk about um, Christmas treats. Uh, I just want to say there's a lovely flickering light in front of us here now. There's a yeah. candle lit on the table, and it is really adding to the atmosphere. I, I feel like um, I feel so Christmassy. Yeah, well, I'd say it's probably also the tree boxes yeah. of chocolate here. That chocolate was it's, it's it's like a perfect mix of um, Christmas cheer with all the chocolates, but then the flickering light in the cowl is almost like Sean O'Riordan in his house in Inascara when he had tuberculosis and he's writing poems in the winter, the howling wind. Do you know what? That, that thought did cross my mind. <laughs> that exact thought. That exact, yeah. I've seen him and Peg. Be fun of Sustorma Ailey Goreo. Anyways, um, look, we're here. It's, it's, it's cold outside. It's, it's a bit blustery this week in Ireland. Uh, wherever you are in the world, I don't know what the weather's like, but uh, it's, it's definitely, there's been a bite to the chill. We actually, we got in the car earlier on. We hadn't any drink on board at this stage. And um, it was 10 and a half degrees and we were both a bit shocked. Uh, yeah, there was a chill factor, as they say, yeah. on uh, Met Aaron or whatever. There was a frosty bite to your bollocks. There was, there was, but I don't know. I, look, that's the one thing in Ireland, right? I don't care what temperature it is once it's dry. Yeah. God, I hate the rain. I hate the rain so yeah. much, like. Uh, Although a cotton, a cotton wind isn't very nice either. Now. Yeah, uh, but yeah. you get over a cotton wind. wind. You can shelter from a cotton wind. Yeah, yeah, you can. Because I think the thing about like a cutting wind, right, once you step inside afterwards, like here tonight, right, I had a nice kind of cool walk down here and then stepped in, nice uh, nice uh, wave of heat came in like when we walked in the door, whereas now if it had been pissing rain and I was yeah. drenched, like... You're cold when you're in then. I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy chocolate yeah. now. And, uh, but also as well, we're lucky the fact that we're three young mobile chaps who can get out and about <laughs> and seduce... Uh, but seduce and produce. Here's <laughs> <laughs> open up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. This took a this, this took a turn. Touch wood, touch wood very good. Um, but basically, what my what I what I was going to say is, um, there's plenty of people out there who who don't have the means or the or the or the goings about to get out and about and go for a couple of points, especially in this weather where uh, I suppose. It's a bit daunting for elderly people to get outside, but there, there's this class initiative going on at the moment. Um, it's sponsored by Diageo, I believe. Sponsored by Guinness Own. Yeah, I saw, well, uh, I saw um, Guinness promoting it on Twitter anyway. Yeah. They put um, the video up. And I've, yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of clips on, online, and uh, we were in the car. On the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <wanted> the line. <laughs> on, on the internet. Um, I was surfing earlier on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <and> WWW. <laughs> WWWF um, and I was I basically we were, we were uh, in the car earlier I was, dropping, I was dropping into the garage earlier and uh, we were listening to the radio and uh, we came it across Matt Cooper, wasn't it? it was yeah. Matt Cooper shout out the to last Matt. word big shout out to Matt and myself and Matt went and to the same school two alumni yeah we went to the same school we said nothing about Dennis O'Brien We'll get sued. Oh, uh, how are you, Matt? And um, he was talking to... He, he was talking to one of my favourite people of all time, to be quite honest. Have a guess. Who, who's, who's, who's your favourite person from Roscommon? Roscommon? Jesus. I was going to say Ian Rush or something, but I don't from know. From Moon. Ian Rush is from Chester. I know. Uh, Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? I've no He's idea. completely some. Gone. The I've, big boiler. I have no idea. Nah. Leave him. Leave him. We let you stew. Um, 
But basically, we were listening, and there's, there's this new scheme in Kerry, and they're looking to roll it out across the rest of Ireland. It's called a social spin. And it's where, um, basically, there are sponsored drivers to bring owl lads and owl ones and people who are in remote parts of the country. <laughs> Specifically. And I said owl lads, owl ones, and people who are in remote parts of the country. Uh, to the pub basically for a couple of social points and drop them home that's lovely and it's like a community initiative that's very good um, absolutely fantastic so it's a complete voluntary basis um, you the maximum donation um, so like it is completely voluntary there's no need to give the people any mo- money but if you do want to give them money the maximum donation that you can give is a fiver so like you know it's like like for I just bought for the, up, just for the upkeep of the car and yeah, whatever yeah. and like a few 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 liters of diesel and like it's it's a nice thing as well where by you know similar to I suppose like the park run initiative in Ireland as well where there is that whole like you do well for the park run the in Waterford anyway I'd say, I'd say it's probably a, a national thing as well but they say for every ten park runs you do you volunteer at one yeah. So for every ten you run, you yeah. uh, volunteer at one, like you know. So like I suppose it's probably that thing as well, where like say for every ten times you go out to the pub, like you volunteer to, yeah. to be the designated driver, yeah. or you know do the social spin for for one. Then like so I think like if you do that, uh, 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 I also think it's a crying shame that they don't allow Uber uh, operate in Ireland because it is a thing whereby you know fucking uh, college lads, uh, you know just looking for a few pounds could turn on the app. And you know, like out in these kind of rural, rural spots where you could just, you know, instead of having to go and get a taxi license or whatever, yeah, of course, yeah. you know, it's just it's fucking it's insurance again in Ireland, like, yeah, that's screwing that over. And I suppose it's probably the taxi regulator as well. Like, well that's, I mean, as well, you know, like I, I have experienced this with say, like elderly uh, relatives that I have where you'd call to them and if they're in a the form to go to the pub, great, you'd bring them and it, like, it is a bit of a chore to bring them and stuff at times. They're not most mobile and it can take a lot of time to get them into the car and you're trying to help them in and, and all this kind of stuff. And that's grand, but like when you have your own life as well and you're like yeah. they're, they're dependent on you and you're not basically around every week. It's great that there's some service now that like people in certain parts of Kerry can rely on. Yeah. It's not a government initiative, so it's not going to be called as long as people keep volunteering. I think it's really, really good. Um, I think it's, it's really, really it's good. It's a very Christmas story, isn't it? It's, it's like it's very, it's just a, it's a lovely, heartfelt way of getting people into. Yeah. The, like, well, obviously into the pub, and you know they're thinking, oh, Guinness organised this, we'll probably buy a pint or whatever they're drinking. But it's just a lovely, heartwarming. To hear, because that's, that's what we were saying earlier on as well. That Christmas for a lot of people can be a very lonely yeah, thing absolutely, as well. Yeah. For the uh, elderly, like I don't know, and like a, a lot of people like rely on the pub culture in Ireland yeah. in order to have that kind of social scene and meet up with friends and stuff. Yeah, like you know, yeah. like there's not many, there's not like many late night places or just places in general really yeah. that you can actually meet with people. Yeah, in, course, like yeah. it's such, like I know maybe it's. Like maybe it's a, maybe it's a detriment like that the, like the pub is the one place where people meet in Ireland. But like having spoken like having cousins in America, you know, knowing lots of kind of like people throughout the world. Like like there's actually you know you, you say oh the pub culture is you know a bit you know tough on a health wise on on Irish people or whatever. But like socially 
like there's not really a replacement anywhere else no, in the world no, for for that kind of social interaction and like but, you know having a bit of but I think even, crack. even with that one like when you look at the, the regulations in Ireland and stuff like there's a board game cafe in Cork I think there's something similar but it is a pub in Kilkenny um, there's a non-alcoholic bar now in Dublin there are efforts being made but the issue I think that board game cafe in Cork have is uh, because of license restrictions are not allowed to open beyond a certain point yeah. and stuff like that so you are right like for like Ireland has a growing Muslim population Ireland has an awful lot of young people nowadays are, are turning away from alcohol and actually going towards a more a, a more healthy lifestyle um, you could you could argue the fact about whether it's a, a, a balance enough of balance in those those lifestyles grand but like definitely something that helps um, increase the social activities of secluded people who may be suffering especially this time of year from social affective disorder mm. because they're not getting much light yeah. as well we're coming to like the shortest day of the year uh, it's definitely an initiative that I would give my full back into I think it's great but also as well it disincentivizes people to chance the couple of points in driving and like the statistics are like you know indisputable on um, drink driving you know they, they're absolutely indisputable whatever certain Healy Reyes might say but as far as I'm concerned uh, the social spin without a doubt is something to get behind yeah no you're very right and I suppose like as well like it's awful to see the roar of the pub having to close its doors you know because like it wasn't they opened up as a service it wasn't yeah. as if they were trying to incentivize people to drink drive initially that wasn't you know that wasn't what they were no. initially trying to do like you know but I suppose like I, it was their like a lot of the rural pubs um, were just saying that like it's the morning after yeah. uh, drink driving checks that morning check now that has really really um, stopped people from not drink driving but like actually but is it, not even going out well the RSA have a promotional campaign at the moment and my, I, I don't know the figures off the top of my head so like I could be misquoting here but from what I remember right now sitting in a pub not having the information in front of me I think it's roughly around 20% of road traffic accidents fatalities or road traffic accidents no is it 20% of people who are prosecuted for drink driving offences it happens the morning after as opposed to actually that night. A, 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 directly that night. after they've consumed um, so you're talking about like you know 20% of cases of people who've been on the beer the next morning get, getting stung because they're over the, 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 the legal uh, alcohol limit to drive so yeah look I think at least they're not driving home I don't know how you tackle that 20% because that like the the, the social spin is really good from a, a socialising perspective social, a social I suppose the, pe the people who are going to benefit most from the social spin probably aren't going driving the next morning anyway because they're probably people who are isolated yeah. and if they weren't as isolated and as alone or as frail they wouldn't need to avail of such a service but yeah. Actually, to kind of bring it a little off tangent, but still on topic, is um, you know, um, the DUI laws in the states, right? So, it, so say um, if uh, you go out for a few points a night, right? And drink driving in the states is ridiculous, like, and it, like I think this has kind of led to the culture of continued drink driving, right? But say if we went out, right, and we had three points, right, and we're like, ah, do you know what? I'm actually I'm actually grand to drive home, right? And I started driving home and then I was like, fuck it, I actually actually I'm not I'm not grand to drive home. Or even say if I never left, right? And I went out to the car and I sat in the car and I had the engine on with the heating on, right? 
to so I was just like I'll wait here now until I sober up or you know sleep off sleep sleep here for a while now before before uh, before I drive home or whatever right if you're caught in that car with the engine on not having moved right or pulled in and are not moving with the keys in the car it's a DUI that you're stung for there like you know so they're saying so, when the engine is on you're operating the vehicle you're operating the vehicle, right? So someone who has made conscious effort not to drive while drinking or pulling in or whatever, right? Or just yeah. hasn't, right? Gets slammed for a DUI. So the mentality in the States then has revolved to them saying, do you know what the best thing to do is try and get home as quick as possible. Like literally, yeah, like that's, yeah, do you know, yeah, yeah, like because- So they're combining drink driving and speed. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what it is? It, like, it, because like, they're like, I should like, I'm fucked anyway. Yeah. anyway. I'm not gonna sit- even go near the car, yeah? Yeah, because like, you're not gonna pull in yeah. off the side of the road. Like, you know, I'm not gonna pull in off the side of the road in the freezing winter yeah. and turn off the engine. Like, you know, we think it's cold here. Like, imagine in Colorado or whatever. Yeah, like absolutely. Trying that shit, like, imagine going yeah. to like, Yeah. Minnesota, like. Imagine, yeah. Yeah. imagine poor Andy Marsh there now. Offer a few points and he wants to drive home. <laughs> Kenny's out, lad. Uh, really, really good. At Social Spin Lads, um, look it up. Um, Big ups to the Social Spin Lads. That's, yeah, it's, look, it's it a good initiative. look it up. Look it up. I think so. Uh, ultimately, it's kind of uh, pilot phase now. Two, two pilot pubs, phase in two, in two regions in Kerry, yeah. Two regions or? No, two regions. I think, it's, I think it's regions, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Do, they, do, they do a loop of a couple of pubs. In. Like, there, there are similar enough things happening around the country unofficially where I know that there's like guys with little small minibuses who I know this from, from say, like, um, like I know Neve's dad like has gone to from say Ballyroan to Nace, which is like mm. about an hour away, and there's like a bus at a certain time that'll drop you back. That does a leash run, like kind of thing, like where you go back down through Port Leash and Ballyroan and Abbey Leaks and Rathdowney and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, no, no I'm, all, I'm all for that. Uh, right, lads, we have miniature hero celebrations and roses in front of us. Uh, I'm going for what? Do you, what? Do you, what? Do you, what? What's appealing to you right now? I'm getting so the new miniature hero this year is the crunchy bits. Say, I haven't fantastic. had one yet. Oh. Had one earlier on. It's very good. What are you going for? What le- what's lepping out of you? I'm uh, I'm going to go for a Milky Way. I must say, with the crunchy bits, lads, loyal listeners will know that I love a good I love a good uh, smell of. You something say loyalists, is it? Loyal listeners. <laughs> loyalists can fuck off. <laughs> loyal listeners. No, that I love a good smell of something before I eat or drink it, and the the crunchy bit smells like a a Cadbury's Easter egg right now. So it's exactly like the other crunchy bits theory make long the big bar that they do. It's exactly it's amazing. That's brilliant. It's very good. What are you eating all? Milky Way. Milky Way. Milky Way. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an underrated. It's something you'd never buy in a shop. If you were to go up and you had a coffee or a tea or whatever, and you saw one of those, you you probably wouldn't go for it. But in the celebrations of Christmas, I think it's a lovely treat. I think Milky Way is um, real nostalgic because it's the kind of thing because it's airy and, and fluffy. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing it's, you it's give a light. A, it's, it's the light. kind of thing you give a really young kid. Mm, yeah. Mm. Owen, what did you go for? I did Twix. I haven't had one in years, so I go for it. Yeah. He wasn't jumping out with me or anything. He just said, "Fuck it, I go for you, Twix." You, you did a good bit of rummaging now, to be fair. Yeah. Do you know what I say to you, right? Some of these, so some of these imitate like the smaller versions for the Christmas treats and the treats and the boxes uh, are exactly like the, they're one, like the whisper one is very similar to what a whisper is. Yeah. I don't think the Twix in them taste like a Twix bar when you're eating it. No, I haven't had a Twix now. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. 
more, <laughs> more on that later. Anyway, lads, we're off to fill up the fucking pint glasses, so we'll be back to you in a minute. And we're back in the room, lads. And uh, actually, we're back in the room so long, Ollie was shitting on that I've like two thirds of my pint drank already, so well, sorry about that. Yeah. But uh, we had a little chocolate there before the break, lads, and uh, I'm going to go for another chocolate now. What do you reckon? Uh, Hold on, no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to choose a chocolate for the person on our left, and they have to taste it and decipher what it's like. So, Owen, you're choosing for me, Ollie, you're choosing for Owen, and I'm choosing for you, Ollie. Okay, I, I'm going to go for roses, because they're always kind of a, a mixed bag, right? Yeah. So, I'm just going to do a, a little... A Russell. An orange rose. Possibly the worst chocolate you can get on the table for me. Um, Ollie, I'm going to give you uh, a miniature hero. Okay. Oh, I'll you're doing a lucky, lucky dip as well. A oh, double decker. Double decker, great. Good, good shout. Not Very a bad shout. You I'm may sure. go for the celebration for one, yeah. I'm going to the trifecta here. Oh, and, uh, you don't have to fucking lead him on. Well, what would you? What? No, 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 the roses would be my least favorite box of chocolate at Christmas. Probably, maybe, yeah, but maybe the last one I'd go. Yeah, for. but they're the most, um, the most sentimental, most Christmassy. Mm. Yeah, the orange rose doesn't do much for me now. Double decker's good. How's Galaxy Caramel? Galaxy Caramel is great, I think. Mm. I think celebrations are the most well-rounded. You only have the one. You can only have the one or two, though. The Galaxy yeah. Caramel, the bit. They're yeah. I mean, no Maltese are there just to get the taste of the orange chocolate. I think um, I think the chocolate to caramel ratio in the Galaxy Caramel. I think there's maybe a little bit, a bit too much caramel. Let me tell you about chocolate, the orange ratio. Yeah. The orange turtle lads. Well, lads, I haven't. I, we, were, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about it two weeks ago, right? And after <laughs> three, Diego, podcasts, three podcasts in a row. No, Diego, Diego Maradona dance. <laughs> Come here. And also, I watched the Maradona in Mexico. Watched my two episodes yesterday. And I really. Hooked. And, and I, I took your advice. I turned off English subtitles. Turned on the, the English. Uh, turned off, turn off English dub over. Yeah. Turned on the English subtitle and played it all. And I have to say, I really fucking enjoyed it. Oh, it was so, so good. And I had the orange twirl today in Kira's house with a cup of tea, and it was fucking. Where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? I don't know where her mum got it. Ah, no. but, but so my, my orange twirl dealer is all out. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Lads, come here. If, 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 it was if worth you the wait. It was worth the wait. If you don't have the money to submit to the Patreon, just send us orange twirls. <laughs> Uh, I think I've been to 11 shops so far. No yeah. orange swirl. That night after the podcast, we went to McDonald's, right? And I was like, the only the only place to be open out is the Maxall out by the Cork Road. So we went out and fucking bastards didn't have. After no, no, one of you had said that Maxall out there have it, I was like, lovely, no, I'll go out here and have a cup of tea when I come. Fuckers. Not a fucking chance. So, while we're on the topic anyway, lads, if you, if you want to donate orange swirls, do. But otherwise, you can support us by, as Blind Bay would say, a price of a cup of coffee or a price of a pint. Uh, 
there's different tiers on Patreon. It's www.patreon.com for us. Snowcast. We haven't um, been recording every week lately because we've been busy with our personal lives. A few more Patreon subscribers would actually help facilitate that. Uh, and also follow us Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we're Snowcast on all those. Engage with us. Fucking love a bit of feedback. We put up an our best points of 2019. Tried their own recently, and I got a good, a good response. Yeah, actually, that's one of your better tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, I, really, uh, I actually really enjoy going back through the photos and looking at some of the points during the year. We some really good points for really good times, and thanks for staying with Snowcast in 2019. Here, actually, I'll tell you what, my point tonight is up there. Jesus Jeez, Christ, we, we never, <laughs> never talk about the points. Straight into social. Yeah, driving. We, I, look, social spin was really important and really close was, to our hearts. Yeah. Um, Ollie Sharp, what are you drinking tonight? I am on the Yellow Belly Breakfast Stout. Snooze button. Uh, snooze button, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Snooze button, yeah. Um, I was... What percent is it? 4.3. Hold on, let me roll up. Five. Uh, five, right. So, <laughs> I come in tonight... I just guessed that number. Come in. It's a, it's, a, it's a chilly evening. I said to myself, I didn't really want I think I'm a Pint Cyclopedia at this stage. Pint Cyclopedia. Pint Cyclopedia. Yeah, I will... Uh, <laughs> Owen's double-checking. He doesn't believe me. Uh yeah, I came in, I didn't really want a lager, I didn't want a pale ale, I didn't really know what I wanted. I saw Owen had ordered the pint of stout, I said to myself, do you know what, it's the evening for stout, we're coming in, we're obviously we're in stout season, so yeah. I said... 4.3! Uh, 4.3. <laughs> no, it was actually 5. Well, I knew it was 5. I was certain that was 5. Fuck it. Anyway, Excellent. Stout okay. season, you went for the stout. Very good point of stout. Better than the stout I had last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. Oh, and I would ask you what to drink it tonight, but Ollie's already after telling everyone you're on a... Yeah, but I yeah, just want to answer with that. Uh, it wasn't until... So, I kind of knew the old sweet agenda was going to be on tonight, right? Um, but I didn't... I, like, I just wanted a, a nice stout, but... Now, this pairing, this caramelly stout and this chocolate pairing is fucking it's delish. It's like, so really. good. Some would say you're in a galaxy of caramel. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I have no idea what I'm drinking at this stage, lads. Ambush I, something. Amber no, 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 no. So I was on Trouble Brewing Ambush Pale Ale, but they ran out of it. Oh, that yeah. was after oh. I tried to order the New England brew, the New Ireland, New England, Jesus Christ. You, said, you only said New England to me, is that... Yeah, New Ireland Breweries, uh, Savage Pale Ale, which is really, really good, but they were out of that as well. And, and Rascal's Brewing Fruitropolis. Rascal's Brewing Fruitropolis is out. And then I ordered an, an, an Elysium Wheat Beer um, from Yellow Belly Beer. That was out, so I'm, uh, I'm on a Citra. Oh yeah, classic. But all of them are really nice. Yeah. Uh, Fruitropolis is delicious. We had a couple in Phil Grimes once. Had them in Phil Grimes. Had a night on the beer in Dublin. Somewhere on... Camden Street I had I was on a beer all night on Fruitropolis that night and whew, I was like yeah. this is yeah. top notch this is a good night yeah yeah. so really really good That um, I did get one point to that um, Trouble Brew and Ambush Pale Ale which is a really good fruity pale ale like Citra Mosaic and um, Citra Mosaic hops in it Re- really fruity really juicy nice and easy on the palate and uh, just Yellow Belly Citra is as good as they get like you know it's just a classic uh, we like a bit of diversity so we don't drink it every week but fuck me when you're stuck and when they're running out of everything else on yeah. tap it's a good place to go what so, happened to diversity that crew that won um, Britain's, Britain's, got, Britain's, got, Britain's, got, Britain's Got Talent Britain's the dance crew yeah. your man uh, actually, actually, actually something, something yeah, yeah. 
I presume they're still dancing. Oh, I'd say they are, yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. The young fellow only about 12 or 13 who was like the... Yeah. You know, they had like two little young fellas that used to come on and do loads of flips and stuff and mm. just be the star of the show. I suppose, a fellow with the bushy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah really cool, probably, yeah. Honestly, they'd be, what, they'd be about 18 or 19 at the stage. But that's, I but, think actually there was, a, there was some kind of like repeated M like last year uh, on maybe Britain's Got Talent. Like, or they did maybe show some... Or the, no, I don't know. Like, uh, do you know how they kind of invite people back on? Or yeah, something? of course. Or, they were maybe, Joy dancing. Their new name was Joy Varsity. Or maybe it was something. Uh, it could have been something completely different. But anyway, Joy. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think anyway that that young kid now is like about like you know six foot five or whatever. Like you know this huge fucker. Massive, like you know massive. he's definitely about like 18, 19 or whatever. And uh, they, like he comes out oh, I think he came out and did like a fucking breakdancing and then they brought a new a young fella similar oh, looking really young fella out like, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah just like fucking reinventing the wheel I like. love that yeah, yeah. basically if the boy the exact same young chap that's <laughs> not very diverse no 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 <laughs> they were a great cracker back in the day like actually yeah. yeah really really good thanks for that chat lads um, actually do you know what though I fucking talking about Christmas, right? I just hate the X Factor nailing Christmas number one every single year. Oh. You know the fucking song. Yeah. It's always cat as well. It's always cat. It was always only for they had such a big following. It became the number. You had, one. but the song was always so tacky. And rubbish. Like yeah. And a cover. And a cover. It was always, always fucking Leona Lewis butchering Run by Snowfall. Yeah. Uh, your man James, what's his name? The Winchy Factor. Yeah, that, yeah, he's been whinging on Twitter recently as well. Oh, he's yeah. a he's a cranky yeah. he's a cranky old bollocks him, and uh, I I don't remember any of the rest of them because I don't really follow it. Do you remember that uh, that Matt Carpenter fellow who, funny enough, was oh the, actually was I like painter. painter, yeah, <laughs> Carpenter, and he yeah. had a Biffy Clyro song, didn't he? What's that? But yeah. did he he didn't win it though. No. no. He did, no, he did. Oh, did James Arthur win James Arthur came sick. No, I think you're thinking of a different year, are you? I don't know. Did Matt Carpenter I didn't really follow <laughs> No, I never I, follow him. I think, I think he won, but, but Jet, well, you know, it, it, seems to, it seems to me that whenever someone wins, they get signed to Simon Cowell's label. They seem to just disappear into this... Uh, the, but his, isn't his it that they can't release another song for a year or something? There's some no, stipulation in the contract. No, Matt Cardle. Matt Cardle, sorry. Not Matt Many Cardle. a horror. That was the song, was it? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't either. I don't, anyway, I don't follow that. That is him, though. It was, he that was actually, good, that was good there was him. a bit of a lawsuit there between Ed Sheeran and Matt Cardle a few years ago. Ed Sheeran, supposedly, huh? I actually don't know how it ended. But but this is all alleged now, lads. It is alleged. Don't sue, don't sue the boys. Matt Cardle's a big listener. But uh, uh, supposedly, don't Ed sue Sheeran the boys, sue Wally. stole uh, like the, the, the chords to a song that Matt Cardle had written or produced or whatever years ago uh, I don't know who got away with it though, but what Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran had stole wrong. chords or like a, like a there's only a few chords isn't there like ultimately you know intellectual produce there's a chap there's a chap who I don't know his name has this theory that there's actually only really four uh, combinations of music in the world ah uh, yeah yeah and that man's name is Christy Moore <laughs> Meckle, 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 meckle. So anyway, lads. What are we actually... <laughs> what a fucking, fucking stupid sidebar. Basically, 12 minutes there of Holly uh, <laughs> ranting about the X Factor and neither of us giving a fuck about it. Uh, movies, Christmas movies. I, like, oh, yeah. the, the, every time, this time of the year, every year, 
you get this nostalgia about what are we going to watch on Christmas Day, blah, blah, blah. Whatever's on RTE, I, I suppose. Yeah, but that's it. Like, what I want to ask you is, what constitutes a Christmas movie? Uh, does it have to involve Santa? Does it have to have snow? Is it about the chronology, the time of the year? No. Or, like, I would argue, the ultimate Christmas movie for me is the Gene Wilder version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the simple fact it was played Christmas morning every year on RT1 mm. for the entire duration of our childhood. Yeah. No, I'd agree and there's not a fucking reference to Christmas in the whole film. <laughs> uh, if for me, uh, Polar Express on Christmas Eve, oh, great show, good show, be, yeah. uh, oh, brilliant show. Uh, that's that's massive. That's massive. The it only would... thing, right? The only thing I'd say about the Polar Express, right? Brilliant, brilliant acting, right? And it was a film as well at the time where like it brought on animation. The animation yeah, it was, was it was it right? was very it brought good, on the yeah. animation bit, right? But the next time you watch it, right? Look at their eyes, right? <laughs> so the animation of their eyes hasn't come on. So I think it's it's something with like their pupils or the iris or whatever, right? Face or something, do it. It looks as if they've just like blackened the whole eye, right? So it's just kind of like this kind of like dead look in everybody's eyes in the film. Right. They're all like. Uh, it's kind of it's hard to explain. No, like, but when but you like, watch it, when you watch it, yeah. like everyone just kind of looks a bit like. A bit kind of dead in the film, like it's not like. Have you just ruined the Polar Express for everyone? No, no. no. And as a. <laughs> and another one would be uh, any kind of Harry Potter movies there on, a, agree, on yeah. a, a Stephen's Day. Uh, Stephen's Day to New Year's is yeah. like. Uh, but you know when you know when you're. you're there's sit, there's snow in every Harry Potter film. Yeah. Though. You're, you're sitting around there in the afternoon, there's turkey and ham sandwiches being thrown around and everyone is living on leftovers on Christmas Day and stuffing is going out and whatever. And you're sitting down in front of the fire as a pack of potato and whatever. And Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azk- Azkaban comes on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hold on, Darren, you explain to listeners here what the fuck you're doing. So, we can't get orange first. So what I've done is I've taken an orange rose, broke it in half, and I've taken a twirl from the box of miniature heroes and I've scooped some orange gunk out of the orange rose. And I'm about to sample it. It smells like an orange twirl to be fair. Does not look like one. Oh. Oh, oh. oh delicious. <laughs> this is fucking game jet here, eh, that. <laughs> it actually. <laughs> it actually is really nice. Yeah. I've... Yeah, well, I like, thought it was going to be more gunky, like, but it's not like... Yeah, but you see, that you, you scoop the chocolate into the gunk, so you disperse the gunk in amongst the chocolate, as opposed to what an orange rose is, is just chocolate surrounding gunk, and you end up with a load of gunk in your mouth, and let's be honest, you could have gone on a dirty road there if you start talking about gunk in your mouth. Wow, well, okay. that's true. Harry Potter or Christmas film? Yeah, Harry yeah. Potter or Christmas. I think, I think, like, they all have snow in them. Like Hogsmeade, every Hogsmeade scene is filled with snow and butterbeer. I think, I think all the Harry Potter films constitute Christmas films. They fall into the category. It's like um, there's not. I don't think it's black and white with Christmas films. Whether one, unless it's the fucking Santa Claus or After Christmas or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Home Alone. Or Home Alone or Elf. Elf. You know, they're absolutely like like they're. Undoubtedly, like there in the Venn diagram of Christmas films, they're firmly in the middle. Directly in the middle. But then you have an overlap of films that um, have Christmas elements to them, 
and are acceptable as Christmas villains, yeah. but have other elements too, such as the Harry Potter franchise. But then you've got Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Die, die Hard. Hard. Die Hard, yeah. Die Hard is huge. Die, die Hard is a big one. Yeah. Like, that is my Christmas film. Like, yeah. It is without a doubt. It is without a doubt a Christmas film. Like, you know? and there's no a, doubt. A, a, because it takes place at Christmas. Instead yeah. of Christmas. B, it is shown at Christmas. It's shown at Christmas. C, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. C, <laughs> C, yippee motherfucker. And then D, it is set and Nakatomi Plaza's Christmas party. Yeah, yeah, massive. Just because Santa doesn't come and Bruce Willis doesn't stay with no shoes on, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not a Christmas film. God, Again, it's such a big film. Fucking Professor Snape. What's your man's name? Uh, Rick Hoffman. No, Rick no. Hoffman. Rick Hoffman is um, Lewis Lytton. Um, Rick in suits. Um, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Professor Snape is. And Hans Grubel. Hans Gunther. In both. So yeah, he's a great. He's got. A, he's a diverse Christmas actor. Is what we're trying to get at here. <laughs> he and, plays a villain in both. And a film I hate, but most women. And yeah, maybe a few Love Actually well. or something. It's Love Actually. Oh yeah, what a surprise. And he plays. Um, he plays the continent. Is he in that? Uh, yeah, he that plays. Um, he breaks. Uh, so awesome. Emmett Thompson, I'm going to say. Hard. Okay, I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. Uh, I'm, gonna, like, I'm about to admit, I've never actually seen Love Actually. Neither have I. I, I just watched figured it once that was the weird Christmas And never again. Never again. Mike, Is that bad? And it's her favourite Christmas film. I, I would say that Mike Kira would also has threatened several times that we will watch Love Actually and she'd watch it like Mike Kira isn't your Kira by any chance is your Kira blonde here? sometimes uh, yeah yeah same okay. favourite Christmas film <clears throat> then again alright I love this like well, I, need, I need to so, clear my throat. Cho- I, I, I need to swallow this chocolate. I mean, lads, if you could see the empty window, like I think we might actually get through the tree. We might actually get through the tree tubs tonight. I, I'm gonna come out of here with gout. <laughs> what 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 do you think is your favourite um, Santa or Christmas Day container film? Because like, right, I I would argue right. Say, say, yeah. <laughs> say the first Toy Story, right? The first Toy Story, oh. the end scene is Christmas it is. morning, and um, nah, that tangible. Nah, fuck that. Do you think it's very, very that's, much that's, that's, that's what, the first. That's, that's nah, a you no, you, you're you're asking now what is like a quintessential, like an Christmas only yeah. film. Is that right. what you're asking? I'm yeah. gonna go down that road, yeah. Yeah. But then I said like there is an element of Christmas Day in that. I'm not, no, I'm not no, putting no, that forward, but no, I'm just saying. I'm not, uh, so Does it qualify as a Christmas film? No, no. Well, maybe. I, I, think, I think it's a Christmas film because I it's, think a, Christmas it's, Eve. A, it's a family film. But it also... And Stephen Stephen's like. But also the last <laughs> scene is Christmas morning. A puppy! Yeah, yeah, but like that's the, fucking literally like 15 seconds of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Like, I actually don't think you even see people. It's like a fucking like a it's picture a soldiers. of soldiers. Like, it's just yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like a door or something. Down like. the Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family film at Christmas. I think it's more. Okay, but what's your, what's your favourite Christmas, uh, specifically Christmas team based, based on Christmas Day film? 1916. <laughs> Have you ever no. seen a grab of War of, War of Independence. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, sorry, what's my favourite Christmas Day? Fucking film? Devil Era. 
What's your favourite What's your favourite film based around Christmas Day the Christmas happenings? Um, Plus or minus Santa? Uh, the Santa Claus with Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah, 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 brilliant yeah. film. Yeah. The Santa Claus Two as well, right? Which a very underrated sequel. Yeah. Which one is? Santa Claus. The Santa Claus is the one where he's like he puts, on, puts on the coat, and then the physical properties develop, and he's trying to get the grips with it. The Santa Claus Two is where he's like a really good Santa, and then because it's the third one where Tim Froster. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's Jack Frost. Jack yeah. Frost, sorry, yeah. excuse me. Tim Frost. Yeah, I don't yeah. Tim. Sorry, Tim Frost. <laughs> yeah, no, that that would also be my Christmas Day movie. I don't think mm-hmm. I could I'm gonna throw one out there for you. Elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I Elf. knew I knew being before you even offered oh, sure the first syllable I knew. I'll her. I'll uh, I'll throw a curveball here. I'm actually not a huge fan of Elf. <gasps> yeah. No, it's, no, no, he's allowed. I, I'm, no, I'm he's allowed his opinion. It's, I mean, not, it's not my favourite Christian film. He's allowed, he's allowed his opinion. It's wrong, <laughs> but he's allowed his opinion. Uh, why not? What don't you like about it? Um, I actually am not... Don't say it's ridiculous and the no. storyline is implausible. Because <laughs> well, like... <laughs> but honestly, uh, I, I don't think... Uh, I think it's far too cringy for me. I, I actually hate cringy films when it's like... It's so in your face, it's like... Fuck like Jesus this this is this is tough to watch. I really struggle to get through Elf. And if it if if say if now myself, two brothers and my parents are in the sitting room and the fire's lit and we're having a lovely Christmas day or Stephen's Day and Elf comes on, I will leave. I won't watch. Jesus. Yeah. I, oh, I, Christmas I, ruined. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't like watching it at all. I, I think it's too difficult to watch. For I, I have a question here, right? Why? Is it Will Ferrell, right, or Will Ferrell? Don't be stupid. Because oh, I've I've heard I've heard um, I've heard like podcasters. Uh, don't tell me this. Movie movie Ferrell. review podcasters calling it both ways. Will Ferrell. You see, we have Farrell in Ireland, so that's why we gravitate towards Farrell. Yeah. Or Farrell. Farrell, yeah. But I believe he pronounces it as Farrell. Ah, oh, stop. Stop. I believe, I believe he's introduced that Look, and we know functions. he's a big listener, so... <laughs> Will, 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 let us know. No, 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 don't let us know. Will, come on the podcast, have a chat with us, have a pint. Let us know Next in person. Ireland. Yeah, we'll have a couple of pints, be good. He's, he spends a bit of time in Ireland. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also I mean, a big Liverpool fan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like um, Talladega Nights, old school, oh, Step Brothers, like Blades of Glory. Well, I suppose you could argue that Blades of Glory is a winter themed movie. Is, uh, so it might and might just about <laughs> come into that topic, that area of thought, but. Uh, so, I said Santa Claus. You said Elf. I go Santa Claus as well. Any okay. either any the three. Santa Claus yes. as in C L A U S E. Yes, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's a it's a it's a staple. Okay, fair enough. Actually, um, that um that movie title caught out many a person yeah. for years. I've because a lot of times where I've said it to people and they've been like, ah, I was just like you know a legal clause and they've been which like, which is the whole team around it is, the yeah. Santa Claus and yeah. the Santa Claus it's, too. Was, in fairness to them, it was a very smart title. Yeah, like, very it, subtle. It was it was yeah. subtle, and unless you didn't understand obviously the legalities of Plus, a clause. To be fair, to be fair, you'd just be like, ah, that's just how the Yanks spell clause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, no, I, they leave out the U and then they add the E. And like also, to be fair, 
um, the film is aimed at seven-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very well taken on board point. Um, yep. When it comes into animation, yeah, and Christmas films, where do you stand? Ooh. Um, I think as long as the uh, the animation of elves is good and the surrounding objects in the Christmas atmosphere is good I think you're onto a winner okay so right you're kind of are you asking like in terms of what like animated film around Christmas is it or um, so we, we mentioned the Polar Express I suppose Vinali where we, when we talked about Christmas films the beginning the Polar Express came to mind for Ali and it came to mind for me it, it should come to mind for most people who watched it but I'm going to talk about in terms of animated films how do they hold up against the non-animated films and as well what are your favourite Christmas themed uh, animated films uh, again I suppose bringing it back to uh, like what's a what's a Chris, Chris, so you're asking Christmas themed I'll put it this with you I've been to see Frozen 2 last week is the Frozen franchise Christmas Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Now, like, you can argue that I th- it's I think all year it, round. I think, it, I think it predates Christmas because it's talking about, like, it's basically built around Viking rituals and stuff, like, and fjords, and it's it's pre-Saint Nick and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I do think it's still got that winter magical Well, like, you don't think fucking and Christmas Disney is it, are marketing yeah, no, 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 for, no. for release in December. But, but like, also... But also as well, like Christmas is uh, stolen from Viking rituals and pagan rituals anyway. So course, the yeah. whole the whole timing and, and thought around it. So like, I think it definitely falls into category. Even though it doesn't make any specific reference to Christmas, it has absolutely zero Christian properties associated to it. As a Christmas film, it doesn't have any relation to the Christmas festival. Yeah. But no. In a when you but it's festive. When you, when you think of Christmas. Uh, you think of snow you think of people together do you know what I mean it it does it does uh, provoke the ideas of Christmas in your own head and I have to say it would if Frozen came on at Christmas I would have it on over Elf that's just ridiculous no Frozen is so great it's actually it's it's really good it's it's really good good, and it's a guilty pleasure I've been to see Frozen 2 and I won't give any spoilers there but Frozen 2 the storyline is actually better is it the songs aren't as good there's one or two really good little bits but the storyline's fucking really good. Well worth seeing. Um, right. Um, in terms of animated films, um, so like over the Christmas period, again, I think uh, Disney just kind of plays heavily as well, right? Yeah. Um, and one film that kind of creeps into my mind that it's played over kind of Christmas time is A Bug's Life. Really? Yeah. Like I, I like I think around like. Maybe not like Christmas itself, but like around like maybe like New Year's Day, yeah, things yeah. like that. A Bug's Life would come on, yeah. and I don't know why that's like, that, that's coming into my head, but like it's definitely one that I've seen, like only like only because like because you know like you you don't really have access to Disney films unless like you you have the fucking DVD of it, like yeah yeah, but but of every single one <laughs> yeah, but but like it it would be one that would have. Beyond the terrestrial TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think what you're saying makes sense when you think of that children are off all over Christmas. Yeah. So it makes sense for uh, RT2, RT1, whatever channel you're watching them on, yeah. will show these car- yeah. animated films because 
their feet, their their audience will be the like four to yeah. Have you have you also? You know what I'm saying? I think um, we've had this conversation. Before. We had this conversation at Halloween, but a nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Fucking like great, great songs. I mean, like I mean, it's one of those films where a Halloween, I feel like it's a Halloween film, and then a Christmas, I feel like it's a Christmas film. Yeah, you know, yeah, it covers yeah, both yeah. bases. You see it from both angles. Though. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Have you both seen Art of Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, watched, I watched probably sixty or seventy percent of it with my brother there a few weeks ago. Like, I think it's, I think it's a good film. It's a like, real. It's a real easy watch without actually taking anything home from it. Yeah, I, the only problem I have with it is that like maybe it's like a kind of a oh, like, you think aimed it's... at a different generational yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So that like you know really like say well maybe that's this is me just talking about my age as well, but like say like the Santa Claus I think was like aimed at like young and old, right? Yeah, it was. Whereas I think that like. Art of Christmas is like aimed at young, and then you go at, a, at an older age, you go, ah, that's a nice film, yeah. you know. Whereas you don't have like, I don't think like that depth of, uh, I don't know, I, well, the, that, the that, that depth of humor or something for like, you know, an, an adult audience, you know. My baseline for Christmas animated movies, as I said, would be the Polar Express. So if I don't think something meets the the criteria that the Polar Express meets. For like it's a it's a great plot. Like uh, the 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 scenes you see on the train and how it all works. If it doesn't meet, yeah. what I think yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is like a good Christmas movie. I said, well, like Arthur Christmas is a is a is a fine movie, but if I had to pick, you know, like I, yeah, I, yeah. it wouldn't be my. It's not in the same league. It would, it's not in the same league at all. The, the only other Christmas film I'm going to bring up, lads, before we move on to the last topic of the night, fill up the pint glasses first, is um, The Grinch Who Sold Christmas. And obviously, oh, I'm specifically yeah. talking about the Jim Carrey version because yeah, we're yeah, all of a generation who have seen the Jim Carrey version. Yeah, I yeah. don't think I've ever seen the, the, the 1960... No, the, no, the, the, the version. They're coming out with a new one, though, Maybe they are, but... Uh, like, the thing is, I think, like, Jim Carrey's version came out we say roughly, I don't know what year it came out, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about roughly 40 years yeah. since the 1966 version, um, which rated higher in the IMDb right. rankings. Yeah. It, you know, I, I'm, I, I've never seen it, so I can't compare. But I have to say, I thought, I think Christmas isn't complete without sitting through that film and watching it. I do like the Grinch. Yeah. And I and, and it's it's a film that when it came out first I thought it's shite. And I thought yeah. What age what age were you when you saw it first? So I was a think? I was a cantankerous teenager. Right, okay. Whereas, Whereas now I watch it with a whole new respect for it. But, but I think I think as even as myself, I know personally as I got older I, I kind of uh, I have more respect for how he felt yeah. towards Christmas. There's another yeah. like because obviously when we would have been well I would have been what like five when it came out yeah. and I would have been watching when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I saw it as like a fucking hate the Grinch he's a bastard like why would he try and do this and, but then when you get older you're like well actually he's got like yeah. a, a totally different outlook because of his like, circumstances there's a Grinch in every family there, like. absolutely there is like but no you have to you actually have to respect him as well like at the time you know there's a few like horrendous scenes where like he's bullied as a child yeah, because yeah. of like the colour of his skin absolutely like. uh, and that's like, what I'm saying you know like and like you know that, that, that bit where like they, they, they buy him a razor 
like they buy him this like like all all of them like there's a secret Santa say in the school when he's young and they buy him like this fucking like, Hoover. yeah and they buy him like this like razor and he like cuts all his face and then they all laugh at him yeah. and stuff like you know but that's that, just like but, but horrendous when you're you know? younger you don't realise what that means but then like as as a young adult and as an adult you start to really understand what that means in, yeah. a, in a more broader context like that speaks far louder than you probably I think, think when you're younger yeah you know and I, I think even without even going into that level of depth into it I just think Jim, Jim Carrey's really fucking good in it <laughs> yeah. like you know if you're just looking at it from a basic point of view he he is he, he's exaggerative to the point that um, I think is it Hans Christian Anderson? no no no, no he's it's, a yeah, uh, no, no, what's, what's oh, the fucking... Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why the fuck I went to Hans Christian Anderson. Uh, I, I, th- I, think, I think if Hans Christian Anderson could have, have the Grinch who stole Christmas act... Uh, Dr. Seuss, Jesus, <laughs> sake. could have the Grinch who stole Christmas acted out in that... He would have done it exactly as Jim Carrey yeah, did, yeah, 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 yeah. and I just, I just think he, he really played the character really well. Sounds really good. Uh, we're going to fill up the pint glasses. We're going to come back with a, a brief chat about something else. And uh... Tordum the law. Give me your hand. How are you lads? We're back. Full pint glasses. And uh, we've been eating out of miniature heroes, celebrations, roses, uh, tubs of chocolate based on sweet uh, chocolate bars that you can get around the country. But um, guys, what about what about other treats that only appear at Christmas time? Um, Christmas pudding. The, the, hey, the, the grandmother's Christmas pudding. Oh, I'm just... Yeah, it's a good show. Oh, nothing, yeah. Knocking me, I'm not, I wasn't knocking at all. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ch- chocolate Mikado. Yeah, that was one I down the chocolate oh, Mikados. Yeah, because you, you get a chocolate Kimberly all year round, you get a chocolate Kimberly all year round, yeah. But the chocolate Mikado only comes out of Christmas. Is, is Mikado the like the, the, the pink fluff, the pink fluff, and okay. the jam in the middle? I'm, th- I'm with chocolate yeah. I'm thinking of uh, like a, a layer of biscuit some like some, like foam white mallow mallow yeah and then chocolate around it ginger biscuit no 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 no, no he's thinking of what you just said uh, oh no 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 you're thinking of um, you're thinking of just mallows no, no they're no, just called Kimberly no Kimber- Kimberly is the pink fluffy no, you're thinking of some Mikado. I'm thinking of Mikado. No, no Kimberly Kimberly is ginger biscuit he's thinking of uh, just the mallows uh, so, so, so milk do one with a no, tin you're layer. No, you're thinking of yeah. biscuit, mallow, biscuit. So no, he's thinking, he's thinking of biscuit, yeah. don't... No, oh, he's yeah, thinking no, of biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's no, no, what, what he said, what he said. Biscuit, Kim, like Kimberly like, is a ginger and, and biscuit. a good layer of white mallow, yeah. another biscuit, and then chocolate yeah. all around it. Yeah. No, no, no. He's thinking of he's thinking of um, Cadbury's chocolate. Uh, he's, <laughs> thinking of, he's thinking of a chocolate dream. <laughs> audio. Which? Chocolate dream. No, 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 definitely not. Not, no. tr- not, not a Cadbury's dream bear, the white chocolate. No, 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 no. What he's, what he said. It's like, yeah, it, no, no, it's like an Oreo, but like with, like okay. white fluff and okay. chocolate around it. Kimberly is ginger in it though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I think. Anyway, wh- no, wh- no. Kimberly is the the two lines of pink. 
No, that's Mikado. Are you sh- Yeah. No. no, I don't think so. Mikado is the two lines of pink with the jam in the middle. No, that's a Kimberly. No, it's not. It is. No, this- oh, it is. No, so no. Sorry, hold on. That's that's Mikado. Look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's why I'm on it. Oh, sorry, sorry. What? No, Kimberly is those the exact same thing, just without the chocolate. No, it's not. You what? The greatest deals at upmarket prices, or whatever the fuck this is. That's your blag, like. This? Oh no! No, they were on our side. Oh yeah. Sorry. That was. This is just the least. Sorry for the last two and a half minutes. Terrible audio. You were talking. What we were talking about was a Kimberly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. I do. I. Is that the ginger biscuit? Yeah, but that's not a Christmas one though. Oh, for me it is. We there is ginger have... in that biscuit though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. That's, okay. that's a... Come here now, you're telling me... Your that's not... Your like, parents have that tin all like, all, all, I said, my... all I said was biscuit. I didn't have to... Spe- like, it, yeah. I, it wasn't Fair the same. Enough. Are you telling me your parents... My grandparents have that all year round. My grandparents have that all year round. Just because your family... No, no. That's a Christmas tree. Just because your families aren't sophisticated, lads. Whatever. What I would say is... Right, you're dead right though when it comes to the chocolate Mikados, you don't see them other times here. The snowballs as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're the coconutty ones. Yeah, right? they, 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 they'll they'll coconut on top. Yeah. Is it raspberry in the middle? Some, sometimes you do get it. Oh, sometimes yeah. it's just um it's just basically well, But mil- milk could do one of those um mallows as well. Do you know the, do you know the mallows you get? Where milk could do milk could do with a with a very thin layer of caramel inside the chocolate. I don't think we'd ever have a milk at anything in the house of Christmas. But like I said, you're not a sophisticated family. <laughs> remember when? Uh, remember, Sorry, Dave. Remember when like Milka were first introduced into the country, right? And you were like the real foreign. Yeah. Right, but they were so they were so foreign that you could like come home from the holidays. I was right, just going to go like Aldi or wherever. I'm still doing that now. <laughs> Forgot to get anything for the lads in work after being away. I go into fucking Lidl and buy a half of Milka. <laughs> But you try and go to a, a little not in the vicinity of where you work, then the odd chance that they might have a random milka in their selection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, you, tea or something. have you any German label ones, lads? Oh. What's that? Uh, this is a bounty. Bounty. But like, I'm a big fan of the coconut. Oh. I'm a big fan of the coconut. I'm a, like, I'm actually a, a, a box of chocolate cleaner upper. Yeah. Right. So when people leave the shit behind. Another thing I love as well is the fudge. I do like a fudge. Oh, fudge! Yeah. But fudge, fudge, like fudge shouldn't Underrated. be left behind. Oh my god, this mound of wrappers! Yeah. Oh my god. I, I do think though that personally, the bounty comes even beneath the box of roses. It would be the absolutely last bar I would ever go near. Yeah, but you're just unsophisticated no, and you don't no. have a developed palate. The bounty is just. No, there's no need for the bounty. Okay. So is the bounty the worst of all the chocolates that we've had so far? Yes. Fair enough. Oh, and what do you think is the worst out of the three boxes of chocolates that we have? Uh, I'm going to go with the dark chocolate Brazil Nut Rose. Uh, as the worst of all of them. Oh, actually, if there's, any, yeah, if there's anything dark chocolate there, I'm... I'm okay, oh, I didn't realise it. It's a good job they got rid of the Bourneville with the uh, miniature heroes. Oh, and they are taking a picture of the stack of wrappers for the social media. Um, so basically, the other thing I'd like to say is, what's your favourite selection box of all time? Uh, so actually, do you know what I've found recently is that 
like selection boxes and advent calendar selection. Oh, advent like, calendar chocolate jokes are a load of bollocks. And but they've exploded. Like they've yeah. literally. But they can like, fuck off. Yeah. They can get in the bin. Um. So right, my favorite. I think it has to be like. I think there's just the classic. You know the ones that the the ones with like the curly whirly, the classic yeah. ones. Oh, just the classic like, Yeah. Chomp. Chomp. Curly whirly. Yeah. Flake. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're on something there. The other one I would put out there is, do you know when you were a young, during you your young fella? The other one I'd put out there when you were a young fella was the ones with like jelly tots and these little really sugary sweet ones no. that weren't overly chocolate. Like, do you know, they had like a few jelly tots and another few bits. And as well, I put out there um, the the ones with like, as I got older then, the ones with like peanut M&Ms and stuff in them. Yeah. Selection boxes with the little mini ones and M's were really good. Oh, actually, yeah. Actually, uh, Kira had Kira got one there the other day with like the peanut M and M's in it. Yeah. Uh, actually, it did have a curly whirly on it. Wow, yeah. that was fucking. That was a real mixed bag. Yeah. Do, do you know what I always longed for as a young fella? I always longed for Kinder to bring oh. bring out a selection box. They'd break up the money. I'm sorry. A they, Kinder they'd selection make so box. Much money. It would be the goal. Oh my god. So Kinder. What would be in it? Kinder. Kinder Bueno? You get a little kinder mini, mini you Kinder egg. egg. You get yeah. definitely get an egg. A little, a little cu- a couple of squares of Bueno. Tiny little toy to choke on. And do you know the little Kinder, um, what are the, the little Kinder milk bars? What are they called again? Uh, they're they're the, just Kinders. Are they just know? called Kinders? I think so, yeah. but they also, Actually, do they they also do Kinder Pingus. Bites. They have a Kinder Bites. The like, Bites? Yeah, the little Bites with the... You get like one or two yeah. of those. Who does an glass? animal bar? Animal bar is Cabri. Is it Cabri? Is it? They also do Animal Bites. Looks like a Nestle. Or it's a Nestle. It does no, it does I could like be Nestle. thinking of them animal. What's the animal ones? With the uh, biscuit I, on the I back. Know, I know yeah. that they're, t- they're Cadbury's, yeah. yeah. I think uh, animal bars are Nestle. I'm going to say Nestle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so. I tend to be a real, a real pale looking chocolate. Like, you know? yeah. I don't know if you've had them, but you know the, the, the like thin uh, cardboard tubes with like fruit pastilles and wine gums. And yeah, yeah. Do you ever yeah. get those? Uh, fruit gums as well. I yeah, love a fruit gum. They're a huge stocking filler. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, like, I love a fruit Sa- gum. San- Santa, El Fiddle. Uh, yeah. You know, I, r- I really love a combination of fruit gum and fruit pastille in the mouth. Oh. Yeah, a bit of extra chew in one, a bit of extra sugar in the other. I'll see you on um, Christmas Day. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen you play fruity gum and fruit pastille before. Uh, Ollie, we were going to come to you for one final topic before we let the listeners go in peace. Uh, what do you want to chat about? So, I've been playing 11 aside football recently on the weekends. Uh, I'd only ever really played 5 aside. In the, uh, what level is this? Oh jeez, it's it's two A, but at the same time, we have the ability to be definitely playing like one A. Like it's 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 a it's a it's a funny mix where a yeah. lot of the people on our team don't want to be committing any more than they have to be. So you're handy but fond of the points. That's a, it's it's like a it's like a good junior team in Waterford. Storm your life. You, but you know what I, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's a. When we play football and we're really on the ball, we will play some very good football. But then again, if your match is a Sunday morning, you're fucked. Yeah, we're in big trouble. Like uh, a prime example was we played uh, we played Tremor Premier uh, nearly over a month and a half ago, if not two months ago, on a Friday or Saturday. I can't really remember. And 
uh, as someone that has come from a, a, a sporting family to my grandfather that doesn't particularly lose very often my uncle as well we don't lose we don't like losing we don't lose very well we go up against these big teams you know we want to we want to play football we want to hurt them you know do a bit of damage so we, so we came to Tremor and uh, a Tremor expected to just walk all over us as a premier side against a 2A they have all these footballers they'll play these, this nice football out from the back they'll pass it here and there and they'll work up the field and they'll score right and we, we came to them with this attitude that if we work harder than they will we'll come away with the result and in the first half they played better football than us and in the second half they took this for granted and we came at them we like as a as a as a, as a, as a ten person outfield team, we attacked every ball that came near us. We worked hard. And we what was the score at half time? One nil to Shamar. Okay. What was the score full time? One one. Okay. Right. So you Sheffield United. You're Sheffield United. I think so. And and we're a very good counter attack team. Because when I play up front, plenty pace. Grant Mick Corcoran, plenty pace. will will chase ball and will uh, will harry the, the the back four and will make them. Uh, Personally, I think a, a huge factor in uh, non-professional football is you have to make defenders actually worry and have to make them really make a decision on where they want to I pass think that's the ball. At, all, at all levels of any sport. But, but, yeah. gent- but under, under uh, like again, in the, in the level we're playing, nobody, no back four is going to be comfortable taking the ball and having two forwards coming at them and covering all their options no one wants to play against that yeah so when you start to uh, play a high press where you just pressure 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 and work hard against another team you're going to come away with some sort of chance or whatever so we ended up after 90 we were 1-1 and we said fuck it we've a right fucking chance of doing these lads here they were out on their feet they played so all it was the a cup tie you going to train cup tie right so they had well, they played all the football to be fair to them but in the last half hour we dominated the game like we really like put it up against them and they didn't like uh, playing did it the, the center halves didn't like turning around and have to like face their own goal and worry about a ball coming over the top and all this kind of carry on so in extra time the first 15 went by and it was wishy-washy no team wanted to like push on too much push on too much and concede early and then the other team can sit back and do you know like it's a, it's a game cagey. of tactics it's, it's cagey in the first half and then in the second half which said, like, lads, we actually have nothing to not lose to here. Lose, not we to really lose. don't. We're a two-way team playing against a Premier team that have won the Premier League two or three years ago. Mm. So we said, right, let's play forward. Let's play football. We know that we have them for pace at the back. We have them for uh, for ag- aggressiveness in the middle of the field. If they want to get to a ball, we want to get to it more than them. So it came. No so good it. having a good touch if a fellas in front of you touching it first. So we decided, right, we'll, we'll have a go with them here. And uh, in the 120th minute, I got the ball on the edge of the box and I swung this puppy in. One of the lads got a flick on it. We scored. 2 1. Seams. Seams. Cans. Cans everywhere. Dunmore emptied. And we were, it was up in Tremor, but Dunmore had come to the, had come to the field and like we had like we had like sixty or seventy people on the sideline watching this game because it was such a, a big like 
it's a big thing for a two-way side to play a Premier side. And anyway, we won. And Tremor were fucking sick. I, I'm, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give uh, Roy Keane's tactical analysis of the game as you've described it as someone who hasn't been at the game <sighs> what the <sighs> well like I suppose to call him spade a spade yeah at the end of the day tomorrow just didn't want to fucking be there no they just didn't want to be there and uh, at the end of the day Dunmore came at the boys and they came at him with a bit of heart yeah and you can be in tomorrow and you can have your fancy boots and you can have your Instagram but you have a pair of balls and as cliche as it sounds coming from Roy Keane it genuinely was the truth we wanted to to win that match far and more than they did they came out thinking that we'd saunter over these lads now and we said you know what we'll give them a tough game here and heart will always trump like skill and you know who I mean Jesse Jesse Lingard who does he think he is <laughs> on Instagram dancing like a fucking dog yeah no I think um, I think there's something special about Sunday, Sunday League football as well like um, that when they talk about the purity of a game absolutely that's what yeah. they're talking about lads hung over yeah hung over or like you know hacking legs yeah. and um, it's something nice. Yeah. Like, I, I, I played a little 11 side for a few years, alright? Um, and then just ultimately, then with uh, Kira being away, like like living in Dublin or Kildare at the time, so like it ended up being me, like, you know, two of us been away midweek, and then like weekends would have been like literally our, our, yeah. our time, like. Um, so I had to kind of give that up a bit like because I was taking the piss for a while um, but like the, like, like the few seasons I did play like then like it was just um, like just the camaraderie and like like we, we played 2B I think uh, we were playing with with, um, with Red Star at the time and red and like that they, like that was just fucking good group of lads like you know and just like good bunch like so I suppose like during my career I would have played with Red Star would have played with De La Salle and would have played with Watch Crystal so I played with Watch Crystal and Rage and then for during my uh, leaving cert year I played uh, drop down because uh, Wolf Christmas was getting way too, way like way too serious. Like it was actually just like stop being fun, and yeah. um, and like it was kind of change of managers and things like that, and just like ended up being just like not what I wanted yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. From uh, you lost the fun out of lost the fun football. out of it, like you know. Um, so uh, went to Dallas Allen, and that was really good crack because a lot of like, a lot of the guys in say um, sixth year with me who would have felt the exact same as me and um, were like, look, we just wanted this for a bit of fitness yeah, yeah, or whatever. Actually, yeah. I remember actually one game that well, we it's had. A, it's a bit of crack in the weekend too. When you're studying for Leeds, you want to have a break and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, this one game that we had where this, uh, there was like a few boys from Stradbally or fucking, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere, uh, somewhere at West anyway, right? We were coming down like, 
and these boys like even though we were playing fucking shit league like you know whatever it was like at the time uh, the boys came down and they were like you know we are gonna they like you know came out on the pitch like you know they were immediately like you know elbowing us like in fucking in the ribs everything like you know we we're uh, we're gonna fucking smash you we're gonna fucking you know all this shit like you know we're like sure go on ahead like I'm only here yeah, for a bit of a run like you know yeah. um, but like we actually, we actually ended up beating them like you know but like I think it was it was that like kind of like relaxed lazy fair attitude that we had that kind of added to it as well that like we were like Ash look we're just only going out to enjoy the football as well like and like that's like I actually really miss that and like we do like we do get it at five aside uh, like that we play every Monday and and um, what was great, I think actually for a while, uh, so our five aside, uh, our five aside with the current group that we're with started off whereby the two of us were just kind of invited to a group. Pure outsiders, like. So say it was uh, myself and Darren, and there was Simon who had invited us to this group, right? Simon Coon. So because we were invited um, initially, it was always. Uh, Darren, uh, Simon and I who were yeah. on the one team, right? And then there was like uh, there was like t- t- two kind of other outsiders that would have been invited by someone else, right? And like that was that was the team, yeah. that was our team, right? Versus the five lads who had kind of set up that five side group who were always there. Yeah. Who, were so play- like, who played with each other since they were eight yeah, or nine. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so, and like I think initially like the games are still great now but those first few months to a year to maybe a year and a half two years yeah. like it was like we were like that that de- definitely did stay on for a good while but it was that setup where it was just like me Darren and Simon two other outsiders whatever maybe one of them might have come in swapped in swapped out or whatever but it was like us core versus that core every week and it was just like yeah. we bet you this week you bet us that week we bet you again you bet yeah. us that way right and it so was just he, like, he had some sort of like set teams like when it, you arrived on Monday you kind of knew yeah you were just kind of it, 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 it was just because it was just because of that whole like outsiders we know ye and like you still you still get that with like when la- la- lads invite you know you know uh, look plus so, one si- yeah. si- you know it, Darren's plus one Tab's plus one you know Ollie's plus one yeah. you know it's like so like, like you know if, you, what, if you, you came on one of us now you'd just be pitching with us yeah yeah because, because you're not you, like, you'd be so lucky yeah, but like it's just because like you're just like, oh look, we won't, like just because it's easier like for us to fucking call your name, yeah, even. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, rather no, than. No, 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 agreed, agreed. But bringing a plus one, you generally take your plus one. Like. But what I what I say about that kind of level of that kind of five aside, that kind of Sunday league thing is there's zero expectation, which I think almost releases your inhibitions a bit. Yeah. So. You know this because I thought we like we'd slag each other up, we'd be gearing each other up for a five side on a Monday in work. And we go and you'd be like, Are you looking forward to five side tonight? And I'd be like, Yeah, my only ambition tonight is to get ten nutmegs. Yeah. And I won't give a fuck about the score or how yeah. many I score or how many I'm like, I just wanna nutmeg someone ten times tonight. Yeah. And that's it, like that's my sole objective for the hour is ten nutmegs. Or like and but out of that, out of that just Joyful at not giving a fuck 
comes so many more spectacular goals. Yeah. yeah. So many no, more spectacular yeah. bits of skill. Like when you go on Twitter and you look up like these really good goals, it's always in a park somewhere yeah. where someone scored yeah. a forty-five yard volley yeah. that's hit the back stanchion at yeah. like eighty miles an hour, or someone's flicked the ball over three lads' heads and lobbed the goalie. Yeah. Apart from Luis, when Luis Suarez would play against Norwich, yeah. you never see that in a professional game mm. because everyone, like, they're right. The guys who are attacking are better than like have more talent in their toenails than we have in our entire fibre of our being. But at the same time, too, the guys defending them are better defending than anyone we've ever come across in our lives. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's offset. Whereas, like, at that five aside, like, depending on my fitness, like, I've, I've not got... I'm, I'm kind of ambidextrous and can shoot, so I'd score a few goals. But when I'm fit, I can dribble a bit and do a little feint for a big... Like, that's one of the things that, like, Simon said to me before. He's like, for the size of you, I can't believe how you can like do a fake and mm. change direction and it's like those little stupid things that because the guy who's defending me has zero defensive skill it looks so yeah, much no, better yeah, than it actually is yeah. and it's just that enjoyment of like thinking oh I'm actually good at footy when you're not like yeah, you're no, not like you're. you're but it is, you're not. it is that thing, like you know, that you're saying, like of like you know, releasing your inhibitions, like you know. So say like, uh, say say Ollie was like, in, like in the right back position, or like kicking from a right back, right, and I was like, like up, like like up on the left, like you know, for, up forward on the left, and he was just like spotted me, right. If that ball is coming to me, like I'm 100 percent shooting. Like if you are clear in on goal, like yeah. in the centre, yeah. like and like all I have to do is like head it on or yeah. like you know just touch it onto you. Like there's no way I'm doing that. I am trying to like ping that long yeah, ball course, into yeah, a top yeah. corner because also like I tried I tried a scorpion kick a few weeks ago <laughs> from about 20 yards. And do you know what the cunt nearly went in like? Yeah. Do you think if I was in an actual if I was a professional footballer in a game that I was being paid and like my response my livelihood was based on this, do you think I'd be trying a scorpion kick from twenty yards? Probably not like. One thing I would say is from say between hurling and, uh, and soccer, right, is that the, the level of enjoyment you get from playing a, a recreational game of soccer versus a recreational game of hurling is huge. Like when you play hurling it's it's such a competitive. It's sport. not recreational. No, but you, but you because because it's an amateur sport and basically at, uh, at every like you're you're never you're never more than two steps away from the pinnacle of the sport. But when I'm saying recreational, I mean like even if you're playing junior hurling, yeah, there's no one that wants to just play junior hurling for fucking sake of playing hurling. See, that's because that's because it's so parochial. But it's it's so as you said parochial. Everyone has a sense of winning in them. Nobody. Everyone is so uh, hellbent on pr like priding themselves on having a win against the next team they play, right? Yeah. But when you play five aside, it, it can be far more relaxed, and you can just go out and it's a runabout for a lot of people. It's yeah. an hour of I can, you know, I'm shit at football, but I can run fucking yeah. two thousand steps. So I can play a bit of football, and, and and afterwards I'll go home, I'll have my dinner, and I'll get to bed. But the thing with the thing with football as well is like Hur Hurling has a very high skill threshold. Whereas actually, to, to call a spade a spade, football has at that at, at any at level, level that we're at playing at, has a real, like if you can just control a football and kick it five yards, 
you'll you'll get by. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Whereas yeah. hurling has so it's much more hand-eye coordination. It's more complex yeah. than that. Uh, but that being said, then like there's so much more enjoyment from a game of five side as I oh, said um, it's less inclusive I think yeah. hurling then like, you know it what is. I mean like, it is. there's no five side hurling like, you know what I mean like, there's no but, it, but it, it's, it's how do you literally play hurling without like no, it's such a dangerous no, sport no, as well you know? to hurt, like I don't think I could play a game of, like we had Jesus years ago under like 13 we played a five aside or six aside six aside tournament in the Carrageen AstroTurf right and we were coming up against teams that were travelling like two or three hours to play this tournament, a, a supposed Friday night thing where you come along, you bring your six players, and you, you play, and you go home afterwards, and it's all fun and games. But at the same time, if you won this underage, you go. Yeah, but there's say, no friend. Well, yeah. I fucking you. I actually see you say Martin's there from Galway, like a wee fucking betchy by whatever. Well, we we played a team from Belfast. There's there's no. Do you know, and, and there's like, no. Bet, do you, but like you have, even though it's only a six aside thing in Carrigeen, hurling is far more competitive. But, but as I said, you're only ever a couple of steps away from the pinnacle of hurling. You're Absolutely, only ever yeah. a couple of steps away from being at the highest level. Whereas, like. There's so many layers to footy, it's different. Um, that's been a fucking blast. What I would say is, uh, if you want to give the Snowcast Anthem for Christmas, just pass it on to your friends. Just be sound. Yeah, text five lads. Text five lads, listen to this Four bastard ladies. New York. And you may include the link to the Patreon there and then. Uh, here we're going to go off and have another couple of pints and enjoy the rest of the night and uh, thanks a million for tuning in we're going to eat a heap of chocolate and you're going to drink a couple of pints of stout and I'll find a couple of pints of citra and uh, we'll have a bit of crack sound stay well away from yourselves deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.